Yesterday, I, uh, I got a text message from a friend of mine uh, from college. Uh, they were passing through, so I went catch dinner. With, I'm going to catch lunch with them. Uh, they were heading over to the beach with their family. Uh, it was a good little visit, but as, as we were talking, we were starting to reminisce about our old days in college, and after I left the restaurant, I was on my way back to come and celebrate 4 o'clock Mass, um, I started thinking back about my time in college and just how much I've grown since then. Um, the sad part is I have grown since then. Um, but I noticed, I noticed as I was thinking about a few things, um, there were a few key things that have very much changed in my life since my days of being at LSU. Um, the first one is that uh, I do not have the same wardrobe that I had when I was in school. Uh, basically, whatever I slept in is what I went to class in. Um, T-shirt, basketball shorts, slip on some flip-flops, throw a ball cap on my head, and just take, grab my bag and head out the door. That, that was the way to do it, um, mainly because I was sleeping until I, I, I had to leave and then um, maybe remember to brush my teeth on the way out. And it was kind of gross, but that's okay. Um, it was just, that's, that's, that, that was my wardrobe, basketball shorts, T-shirt, uh, and flip-flops, and let's get out the door. Now, it's basketball shorts, it's basketball shorts, it's a t-shirt, and throw a cassock on top and make you think that uh, I'm like official, but we're not going to, we're not going to hide that. Um, so that was the first thing. Um, a second thing that changed a little bit was uh, my sleep schedule. Um, when I was a, an 18, 19, and 20 year old, um, it was a normal thing to see midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock. Um, usually just watching TV, playing video games, just not having a good sleep schedule. And then being up at 9.30, 10 o'clock, or 11 o'clock, even though I had a 7 a.m. class, but again, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but I remember, that was another thing, just my sleep schedule. I, I've grown. Now, uh, when 9 o'clock hits, myself and Father Bruce, it's like, all right, we're turning into a pumpkin. It might even still be daylight. It's time to get to bed, right? The third thing that's changed is, uh, and praise God, um, is I I'm not a broke college student anymore. Um, I'm not as broke of a college student anymore. You definitely don't get into the priesthood um, for the money or for the women. Um, but I, I will tell you that as a college student, um, and, and I got a feeling that most parents who have had students, had young people, had their kids in college, know um, we, we, we basically live in poverty all the time. Like, mom would pay my, my rent or, or my, my fee bill, but, like, just spending money, it, it didn't exist. Um, I wanted to buy a coffee on my way to class. I had to check my bank account and make sure I wouldn't overdraft, right? Um, it was one of those kind of things. You're going penny to penny, dollar to dollar, uh, and it was just worrisome. What that led to every week, basically, was a very, very awkward conversation with my mama. Because almost every week, there was a phone call that would come in, and it would go something like this. Hey, Mom, how you doing? Good. How's everybody? Good. Everybody's alive? Yeah. Nobody's sick? No. Okay, good. Hey, uh, can you put some money in my bank account? It was basically every week this conversation would happen. I noticed after a while that I was having this conversation and it was just starting to be all of the pleasantries at the beginning started to fall off a little bit more and a little bit more and it was, hey mom, and it turned into how much? 
It was over this time, like it, I stopped, it, it stopped being so much about the person I was talking to or about the, 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 the conversation that needed to happen or trying to catch up about what was going on back at home and it turned more into how much do you need? It, it, it stopped being a phone call and started being a text message. And it started to get a little bit less personal and a little bit less personal and a little bit less personal to the point that it was a joke that my mom, when she needed me to call her, she would say, I'm going to put money in your account, call me. I started to see my mom, I started to spell mom, A-T-M, right? Now I know it, 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 it's something that a college student probably needs to do, and, and, and there's a... There's a you know, there's kind of a utility behind it. But after a while, it started to really make that relationship, it started to suffer. Because it was more about what I was getting and not so much about the person that I was speaking to. I think a lot of times, our relationship with God, we do the same thing. I think a lot of times in our relationship with God, it stops becoming so much about a person that we're talking to, and instead, it's about a petition that we're seeking. It becomes more about a request and less about a relationship. Today, this is what our, I think as we pray through today's gospel, we see this with the apostles. See, the apostles in this, in this story in a way, they forget that Jesus is with them. They forget who this is that's in the boat with them. Half of the apostles were, half of the apostles were fishermen. And they fished the Sea of Galilee. And today we find them on the Sea of Galilee in a place that they are very, very familiar with. They're taking Jesus to the other side of the sea. They, Jesus was out preaching. There were too many people on the shoreline. So what they did was is they got in a boat and they went out a little way so he could see more people. So they could see him and hear him. And he was speaking to them from the sea. Now the Sea of Galilee is known, is notorious for having storms that all of a sudden kind of flare up. And the reason why is because whenever you have a body of water and on either side there's mountains there's kind of a wind tunnel that's, that's, that's created. And on this sea, there would be these storms that would just kind of flare up. Now these fishermen knew this area. They knew this body of water. They knew what it was to fish. They knew what it was to have these storms flare up. And today, when we hear about this storm in particular, they're afraid for their life. How bad of a storm did this have to be? For fishermen who know this body of water, who understand the weather patterns, who understand, they're very, very experienced. They know what it is to be in a storm on the water. And these men are afraid for their life. They find themselves in the middle of a terrible, terrible, catastrophic type of storm. And the first thing they do is they forget who Jesus is and they just blame him because he's asleep. 
They find themselves looking at Jesus and wondering, why are you asleep while our lives are in danger? Why are you asleep when we see the world around us all hell breaking loose? We can have a temptation in our world today to look around and to see all hell breaking loose all the time. You watch the news over the last year, you see all hell breaking loose all the time. Because it drives ratings. You might be sitting there very, very discouraged about the, the state of the world and the things going on in the world. You might look at it and say, Jesus, if you weren't sleeping, then the election would have been different. If you weren't sleeping, then every logo on TV would not be rainbow colored right now. If you weren't sleeping, then maybe my family, the sickness that's going on, would not be going on. If you weren't sleeping, then we wouldn't have had to go into lockdown over the last year. So often we can find ourselves blaming the Lord, saying, why are you sleeping while we are perishing? Why are you sleeping while I watch all hell break loose around me? But what does Jesus say to the apostles today? When they find themselves in this storm, when they find themselves worried, when they find themselves scared, if we look at it from Jesus' perspective for a moment, Think about it. He knows the storm. He knows the things that are going on. And he's so concerned about it that he's resting. Jesus knows that the things of the world do not have any power over the apostles because they're with him. Jesus knows that the things of the world, the wind can blow, the waves can crash, and the apostles will be safe because they are with him. Jesus knows that as the, as the things of the world, the social fabric of our society can be strained, that as long as we are with him, we're safe. We cannot be touched. We cannot be defeated. Jesus knows that he is our refuge, that he is our strength. And he's so concerned about the attacks of the world that he can rest. I think what happens a lot of times, and we find this especially now, as we find ourselves now on the, at the very beginning of hurricane season, and we just had kind of a little bit of a scare with this, thunderstorm, with this, this tropical storm that, that was kind of a storm, but then kind of not, and, and we didn't know what it was going to be. I think we can find ourselves even now, leaning in and saying, you know what, Lord, I, I, I need something, so let me pray. I, I need something, Lord. Keep us safe. I need something, Lord. And those are good things. Those are good things for us to pray for safety and to pray for, for the hurricanes to not hit us and to be weak and to all these things. Absolutely. But our prayer should not just be about a petition. 
A prayer is supposed to be about a person. A prayer should not just be about a request. A prayer is supposed to lead us and bring us into a deeper relationship with God. That when we bring ourselves and root ourselves in relationship with God before all else, that the things of the world cannot shake us. The wind can blow, the waves can crash, but we're safe. The winds can blow and the waves can crash, but we know who our God is, and we will not be shaken by it. Today, when we come to Mass, we come again to reaffirm ourselves in a relationship with God. We don't just come to ask for stuff. When we come today to Mass, we're invited again into a relationship. We see how much God, the distance that God will go to reach us and to meet us. He steps down from heaven to earth today to meet you, to be with you, to invite you into a deeper relationship with Him, and to meet you in the sacraments. The more rooted we are there, the less effect that the waves and the wind have. Jesus is not concerned about the storms of our world because they have no power. Jesus isn't concerned about the storms of our world because they can't defeat us. Because the things of this world end. They're passing. But our relationship with God is eternal. Our goal is not this world. Our goal is nothing of this world. Our goal is ultimately heaven. As we allow the Lord to to take control of our life, as we allow ourselves to dive into a relationship with God, as we allow ourselves to let that relationship spill out from this church into everything that we do, we recognize that the things of this world are passing. They're like a storm that flares up and goes away. But ultimately, our relationship with God is eternal. So let that relationship be less about a request or a petition and more about a relationship with a person who loves you and wants nothing more than to be with you.